here we go for another first impression BJJ episode. Today, I'm very fortunate to have somebody from US, you know, like enjoying the podcast. And uh, I'm going to talk today with Scott. We, I met Scott throughout uh, uh, the internet. I, to be honest, I don't really know how he got, you know, to, to talk with me, but we've been in, in contact and we finally got the time together to do the episode. So I want you to introduce a little bit of yourself, Scott. Hi, my name's Scott Baylor. Um, I found you on Instagram, I guess, if you're wondering. I don't know how either, but uh, just searching BJJ stuff on Instagram. Saw your podcast. Um, awesome. I, uh, I'm 35 right now. I live in Tijuana, Mexico. I train in San Diego uh, at Legion uh, Jiu-Jitsu and also at 10th Planet. Um, I got my black belt in 2017 under John Crouch at the MMA lab. He's in Phoenix, Arizona. I got 14, 13, 14 years in jiu-jitsu now. I did a little bit of pro MMA. Uh, I still like to compete. Awesome. Yeah. How, how you did pro MMA? Yeah, I only I did three fights. Awesome. That counts. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100% is <laughs> I have never done a, you know, any. Oh, I just realized something. <laughs> My belt's missing here. <laughs> Your black belt? Well, yeah, my black belt. I took out to train. Yeah. Because I, I didn't find the other one. I was like, okay, I have another one. Let's go. And then I forgot to put it back. There we go. It's okay. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I have a few black belts too. Like I keep them like in my car. You gotta do house. it. Like, if you, you know, training happen, you gotta have one ready to go, right? <laughs> yeah. And I always forget one. So I know exactly. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, like, uh, Three MMA pro fight, it's a lot, you know, a hundred percent. It's a lot. Nobody, people that don't train, don't know what's, what's going on and what's up. Once you step in the cage there, I'm sure it's something really different from just training. Yeah, you know? yeah definitely. Yeah. But so you've been doing uh, jiu-jitsu for 14 years. I remember when we, we spoke a little bit on, uh, on email, you said that you've been around it like many counties and many gyms too, right? Yeah. Can you talk a, about, a little bit about it? Yeah, so um, just recently I did number 146, and that was 10 Planet Headquarters in L.A. So um, I just uh, I, I just always like to travel in my life, and uh, I decided to go, you know, to visit gyms as I traveled. And uh, I think, I don't know, maybe after like 15 or 20, I decided like I should keep track, just write it down on a piece of paper. Uh -huh. And, uh, yeah. And so I just kept keeping track. And then it, I got to a point where, uh, I wanted to travel some more around the U S. Okay. Um, so I bought a van, like an old work van and, uh, I built like a little bed in it and I just threw my geese in there. Okay. And, uh, I had a lot of money saved up and I just drove like a big loop around the United States for nine months. Wow. I went to Toronto. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I hit like 86 more gyms in that in that trip, and then and then more. Nine, after, nine after months, after nine months, trip. 86 gyms. I think yeah, in that nine months, I think I did 86. Yeah. How many How many days you stayed in in, in like, not in the gym, but in the city? You know, like in the city. Yeah. Uh, it depends. Like the smaller cities, like two days. You know, I always try to do like two class, one or two classes at each gym, um, but. A couple of cities I was there for like two weeks. Like I did almost three weeks in New York. I think I was in Toronto for two weeks, That's Detroit right. for a couple of weeks. 
yeah, the bigger cities where there was more gyms and like more stuff to do, I would stay for a while, you know, and I made the trip so that, you know, I didn't have a schedule. I just go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just, you just, but then you, you didn't have a schedule, but did you in the map, like did you had, you were like thinking, okay, should I go here? Or do you just decide as you go? How was it? So I decided I was in, I grew up in Montana, which is like small uh, mountain state okay. um, in the North by Canada, by um, Alberta, I think. Alberta? Okay. And, uh, and I was training there at like a really small school and I was a Brown belt. And um, we, I actually was operating the school with a friend of mine. And um, I just decided like, like, I need to see what else is out there. You know, I always wondered what it was like to train at the really big famous schools. So I left the gym in his hands. He still runs it to this day. And uh, my only goal, I said, I'm going to go to New York City. Like, eventually I'll get to New York City. I didn't know how I was going to get there, what route I was going to take. Um, but that was the that only was the goal. First goal. That was the goal at the beginning. Yeah, I was like, I'll go to New York and then we'll see if I even make it. And then I did. And then I just went, you know, the next goal after New York was I wanted to go to Miami. And then I, and then after that, I truly had no plans. <laughs> just awesome. That's pretty good. How long did you take to get to New York? Um, In the first, so, so I left on the way to New York, you just were stopping, right? You're stopping here, stopping there, training here. Awesome. Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. It took me uh, probably June, July, August, like probably three or four months i think to get there four months okay yeah how many kilometers do you know six five five thousand five thousand I, i don't know that's a guess that's a total guess <laughs> but like I somewhere get it. i get it it's okay yeah no. i don't know yeah. kilometers but <laughs> it was like three months you said three four months yeah to, to get to new york yeah awesome so you on the other way stopping training and then of course making you know like a couple friends right like talking to people sleeping around how was it like i was sleeping on the van every single day you know how was it how was the trip you know some some hard days for sure there were some hard days yeah um honestly the the sleeping was good and i, I don't know why but like i got really really good sleep i think maybe because i could just um because I never had to wake up. I would just wake up whenever I wanted uh -huh. and go to sleep when I wanted. But I still say this. I tell my, my girlfriend now, I say like, that's the best sleep I ever got was on like a, a terrible bed and mattress. I built myself in the van, like sometimes parked like on the side of the road or something, but like yeah. maybe just because I was having fun, but I was sleeping so good. <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, sure. it was really comfortable. And people would always offer like, hey, you, you don't have to stay in the van tonight you know, you can stay, um, stay at our house or you stay in the gym. And I always just like politely declined because it was, it was so nice. So good. And to, yeah. Wake up, whatever, whatever hour you want, you know, the time you want and do stuff. No, I'm sure. It is. <laughs> oh, I felt great. Yeah. But the hard days, I mean, there was hard days too. Like, uh, um, I thought my van was going to die one day. Um, yeah. so I had to get a repair. Like right when I got into Canada, yeah, it started acting real bad. Um, but I, luckily I got it fixed. It wasn't major. Um, I got, uh, I only got one like infection while I was traveling, you know, all the gyms. Yeah. But right before Detroit, I got like an infection in my eye. It was, oh, it was the worst. Like, do you remember in, uh, the eight, last ADCC or the, or the one before where everybody had the infections in their eyes? Yes. Like the way it was whole, really red. Yeah. That big story and all the, like Keenan was out and, yeah, and some other guys couldn't compete. 
it was that the adenovirus and it was it's every bit as bad as people say it was horrible worst feeling oh so it actually what what did you feel like it was like bothering you you couldn't keep out what, what was that it was it was like it was like pink eye like it itched a lot you know it just is really really itchy all the time and you know you can't touch your eyes so like you're just kind of sitting there like you know trying not to hit your face and your eyes swell up like you they get really puffy so like yeah it was just really uncomfortable oh, and they oh, water they cry all the time all the time yes i worry like all the time i i, I saw yeah that. how long did you stay with that man um i think more than two weeks and of course man like it's kind of dumb but for like the first like five or six days i just didn't do anything i was like well i can't train but like maybe it'll go away you know and it didn't, i know and it didn't. i know i know what and finally mean. i was like i have to go like i have to go to like a hospital because i don't even know what this is And I went to a, a hot, like a free hospital at a college in Detroit. And they just said, oh, yeah, you got this eye infection. And they gave me some drops and um, like an antibiotic to take. And wow. it went away. But I still had to, I couldn't train for like another week. So I actually didn't get to train at any gyms in Detroit. But I just stayed in that city for like 15 days waiting for my eyes to get better. Yeah, because like the first five days you didn't do anything. And another week during the treatment, right? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, it was the only real break from training. Like I didn't have, I can't believe I didn't have any injuries, but I just had that little two week break. That's, so that's pretty good, actually. That's pretty good because. So that was like 15 days in Detroit without training. So that was a part of the trip that you actually rested. Was the only time that right? Yeah. Rested, but yeah. you kind of you kind of sick, right? Yeah, I was. It was not comfortable. Like I tried to kind of enjoy myself in the city, but. Uh -huh. I was like, I was walking around like with sunglasses and like just, yeah. uh, it was bad. It was no, a bad time. I'm sure. But so, and you end up, you came to Toronto, you said, right? Yeah, you, I did. You I remember mean, which, which gym you trained over here? Okay. I went to, it was Toronto BJJ. Awesome. So, so a blue, blue and yellow gym. Yeah. That's... And, uh, and Brito was there and he taught oh, like yeah. a few classes. Yeah. And um, there's another, a, a big, big white guy i can't remember his name james something i think um at the gym yeah he had taught a couple classes I, i can't remember his name he was good uh but that was that was really fun training that was like one of the most like hardest uh comp classes i ever did also um, probably you probably trained either with um nathan or michael's and ask That's the bigger ones that I can remember right now. I think maybe the guy, Nathan, what's Nathan's last name? Nathan Dos Santos. Mm, I guess I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up, but. An amazing, amazing guy. Big, big dude, you know, pretty good. Very, yeah. very good. Very, very good. Super hard training too. That was like the most, some of the most intense training ever. Like. Yeah. At yeah. It's a pretty good training, man. My, all my years training there was amazing, you know, since blue belt all the way to black belt and, and. Like as you know, like I mentioned earlier to you, uh, I moved to to another city to try to build up my own gym and then you know create my own uh, crew and stuff. Even though I really love training there, whenever I can be back there to train, you know, it's like the best. yeah. My training, all my training partners are there. All my training partners, you know, the best guys that I can train with are there, and it's an amazing place. Like for real, I think it, for sure you for sure you had a good training. I'm sure you had a good training. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. Did you go to other gym here? 
Yeah, I went to Open Mat. Open Mat, okay. Which is like Elliot Baev, right? Yes. And, and that guy, Ostap. I, when Ostap. I was there, Ostap had, was doing a bunch of stuff on the internet. So like, people Yes, knew. he was breaking, doing breakdowns and stuff. I remember all, oh, man. So that's like, I don't know, four years? Four or five years, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Open mat, yeah. Open mat's not even in the. I believe they moved from the place that you've been actually. They're oh not yeah. Down, yes, they moved. Yes, things downtown are kind of different. You know, like cities growing, make they make people go out. So money talks, right? And it's uh, expensive, I'm sure. Yes, you know. So then they had to find a better place for them. I'm sure. Any other gym? Mm, no, not in not in Toronto specifically. But that was one of the. That's one of my favorite cities I ever been to. That oh. place is so cool. Yeah. I bet it's expensive, but it was, man, Toronto is great. Toronto's pretty good. I like it too. I like it. I like it, but we got to do what you got to do, right? So then yeah. moving forward, keep after Toronto, where did you go? Um, Montreal. Montreal. I went straight to Montreal, I think. And I went to, I went to like three different Gracie Baja schools in Montreal. Because yeah, they have they a have, bunch. They right? have, yes, they have, yeah, yeah. With yeah, so I just went to all those. And then I think I went, okay, I tried to go to uh, Brazilian top team. Brazilian top team. Uh, like top twice. Yeah. yeah, and both times the traffic was so bad downtown that I missed the class. Oh. And like I never, never missed any classes, but like the traffic was so bad yeah. that I, I actually like won when I thought I was going to get there. It turned out to be like 40 minutes later and I didn't want to go late, so... Oh, I missed yeah. out on that. They have a pretty good training there, uh, Brazilian top team, and and the Gracie Barra in Montreal. They, I believe, they're one of the best. You know, and they're they're doing pretty good. There's, uh, I don't know if you met Bruno, right, Bro from Gracie Barra, like the black. Mm. Yeah, I think so. And, I think so. Um, yeah, so you didn't get to train on BTT, right? No, I didn't make oh, it. <laughs> they're, they're I gave up after the second time. I was so mad. I was like. I just I'm leaving this Forget town. About it's it. go away, yeah. So in like in how many gyms in the US you've been at? Like um well I think I've been to like I did one in Thailand, one in Japan, like probably six or so in um Canada and a few in Europe so I don't know in America probably like at least 120 130 130 plus the other one all around the world yeah so you went Thailand you say Thailand Europe Canada what else mm -hmm. uh Japan I went to Japan for six weeks with my kickboxer friend and uh man he went to the kickboxing gym and I went to the jiu-jitsu gym every day Japan, yeah, it was good. Uh, I, it's one of my dreams to, to go to Japan and actually train and maybe do the Asian Open. Oh, man, I it's how was it there? It was really cool. I was a uh, I was a purple belt, and uh, I just we like looked on the internet for a gym, for an English speaking gym. You know, I wanted to like to go somewhere where I could like learn. And uh, they were called Triforce at the time. It's Carpe Diem now. You know Carpe Diem. Carpe Diem in yes. Tokyo. Yes. Yeah, they're pretty pretty popular but they were still part of this thing triforce and they were like in a real fancy neighborhood um in this but they, they were yeah yeah they had english instruction that's kind of why why i ended up there i sent them an email and they responded in english yeah yeah we we can teach classes in english we have a lot of um international students like 
please feel free to come by. And it, it was cool. It was really good. That's pretty good. So you stayed there three weeks. So you got you you got to train at the same gym hours, or also you went to two gyms, right? No, just one. Just one. Well, I went to the <laughs> I went and I kickboxed with my friend a little bit because I I had still I was like still kind of had fought. I don't know if I remember I fought when I got back or not, but but I was still like doing a little bit of MMA. So I went and kickboxed a little bit. Um, but I just really wanted to do jujitsu. So eventually I stopped going to the kickboxing and I just went to jujitsu every day. So before before the trip to, to Japan, were you already focused on doing the trip around? Or was that just like because you like to travel, just like okay, I'm going here, there, and then you're like, you know what, I'll do this. Oh yeah, well, I done I done a couple other smaller trips in America, not for jujitsu, like just for, for travel, but then I kind of visited some gyms. But my my friend, the kickboxer, I think he was going to college and he was learning Japanese and he'd already been there. And um, he offered, to, he said, I'm going to go back. You should go with me for a little while. And I figured it was like my good, my one chance to go to Japan, like with somebody who knew the country yeah. Yeah. and could help me get around. Um, and it turned out to be really easy, by the way. Like it's, it's Japan's a very easy place to travel, you could, but you could have done it by yourself. It would be easy. To... Yeah, yeah, I could have. Yeah. But I was like, okay, this is my chance. Like I'm going to do it. And so I went with him. It was it was so fun. You feel a little bit more comfortable, right? Like, okay, this is it. All right, let's go. He definitely helped me too. Like he, I would have done so many like dumb things without him. Like he definitely helped me out. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah, for yeah, Japan, it's it's a great country. I want to go there too. And uh, like during during that time, like going to like you say, so you started you start traveling, I believe very like in an early stage in jiu-jitsu right yeah well, the day like i i decided i was gonna go to europe with a girl that i was dating uh -huh. and i and i was leaving my gym and i got my blue belt um like the week before i left you know i told him i said hey i'm gonna be gone for six months and he said all right and he gave me my blue belt before i left awesome then so. you already oh awesome awesome that's nice so then you started like Okay, I'm gonna travel. So okay, so the first the first one was you you will you say you're just going there to you move out or you're just traveling to Europe with the girl for that was just for recreation, oh, yeah. Okay, like okay. and I knew I didn't bring a gear or anything because we were in backpacks, but I was uh, I thought it would be cool if I went to a gym while I was here. I didn't know, you know, if if that was allowed or what, but I ended up finally I went to a couple gyms in Germany. Okay, I got it. So yeah. you but you were already like a BJJ guy, right? Like, think I like it. I, I want to, to keep. Oh it, yeah, right? you know? yeah. From day one, I was just obsessed. Like, as okay. I went, I think like twice a day since like the oh. first day. No, no, yeah. that's what I mean. Sometimes you you people get to travel, but they doing stuff and they don't really focus on the BJJ side, right? Like they they train, they like it, but they're not like oh, I'm gonna travel, I'm gonna have fun, not gonna train jujitsu. Man, if I go somewhere. Mm -hmm. If I travel somewhere, of course I'm gonna train. Like, you know, same, hundred percent. You know, anywhere that I go, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna be here for one week. I have to find a gym because I've got to make some training sometimes and and relax too because it's part of our own thing here, right? You know, yeah. You have yeah. to make it. You have to make it. If not, it's like boom, 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 boom. Get a little crazy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But when when what year did you start training? 2008 2008 2008 do you remember like why you you started yeah um so okay i 
um, the girl that, that I went to Europe with, she was going to a college um, out by Seattle. And uh, um, I would go, I didn't go to the college. Like I was the deadbeat, um, but I, I would sleep in her. Yeah, I was sleeping in her dorm room and uh, I would go like during the daytime because um, I worked at night. I would go to the gym, like I play basketball and lift weights. And um, there was a guy, he was he was quite a bit older like one of those longtime martial artists, you know, for his whole life. And uh, he was always in there lifting and he knew, he knew a lot about fitness and stuff. So he was like, you know, when you lift, you should do these things differently. Cause I was just in there like pumping iron, no idea. Yeah. Yeah, And uh, so he was helping me. And then uh, for like a month, he kept saying like, you should come. Like we do like some martial arts stuff. Like you should come to this room downstairs. Like any, and after like 30 times, finally I said, okay, I'll go. (laughs) <laughs> and I went down there and it was him. And this guy at the time, he was like, I want to say he was like 62 years old or something. Um, and he had like a group of like guys, all like college, you know, like early twenties or something. And they rolled out these wrestling mats and they just put on like boxing. Some had boxing gloves. Some had MMA gloves. They just tore their shirts off. No, mouth guards, and, and they just fight. They just, yeah, it was a, a fight club. And, uh, and they, yeah, it was really, really crazy. Probably pretty dangerous. Like not oh, much yeah. learning, just like just ass whoopings. And uh, I got in there and wrestled around. He, you know, this old man was he like kicked my ass bad for like <laughs> first few months. And uh, but then he would teach me a little bit. He knew a little bit about grappling, and um, you know, we would watch UFCs and talk about it. And I did that like every day for three months. Um, every and day. then one day, every day, yeah, like every day. And I would because I would. Maybe but they, with the guys that the means gym. sorry that means you liked right the first day you went that means like yeah i think this is this is good <laughs> yeah you know i think part of it too is like on the i know for like the first week i was like i just got beat up by like an old man like that's so how old are you, I was like, how old are you scott when you did that i was, I was 21 oh yeah you i was like a good trade, huh? like i was good athlete in school like strong like i was like i don't kick this old man's ass and he like I couldn't do anything to him. And uh, I think that's when I realized, like, man, like, you don't really just know how to fight. And, and, like, there's a lot to be learned. And after a few months, he said, you know, you like this so much. You should consider, like, you should go to a school, like a jiu-jitsu school and see what you think. And I just looked one up online and I went and, and that was it. Awesome. Awesome. So, but then, okay, so you went to your first class. How was your first class at the gym? What? do you remember remember that yeah i remember i think most of it it was like really intimidating i like because i went i went in and it was like i remember the music was super loud and there was like good guys there like mma dudes like professional fighters were in there um like sparring and fighting i'd never been into like a martial arts school before that and uh it was intimidating but the guy uh that ran it robert he was like uh he like appealed to me he was kind of a hippie he had like long hair and he didn't seem like he was like a like a mean dude. He was really nice, and he's like, yeah, you know, we we will get you started, and um, you know, we'll we'll help you, like not just like let's see how tough you are. And I give him a lot of credit for like kind of making me feel comfortable because I was nervous, and uh, and it was cool. And I I remember the first day I think I was just like probably laying under somebody, just like you know, <laughs> not doing anything effective, and I probably puked, you know, but <laughs> probably. Cause I remember like the first few days, like I remember when I first was there, like I could go for like two minutes. 
Uh-huh. And I would do like three two-minute rounds in a day. And I was like so sore for days Dad. after. Dad. And it slowly built up. But I think my third week, like my third week at that gym, I got like bad cauliflower ear. Um, and then I was in. Like after that, I was like, I can't quit. They told like, you, they just, they all say, they welcome you. And then they say, okay, let's go put this guy there. And then training. Yeah. It was with, with a pro, with a, a guy, a longtime MMA pro, Joey Gell. He was uh, like a middleweight. And uh, I don't know what we were doing, but he ended up like sitting on, sitting on me. And like, I think he like caught me with like his elbow on accident in my ear, but it just like blew up. Yeah. And that was it. Like, And they all said that too. They're like, well, you can't quit now. Like, if you can't have call no, it out, <laughs> so that was it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You cannot get a cauliflower as a white belt. In the beginning, imagine you get a cauliflower first day, boom, explode, and say, hey, this is not for me. The rest of your life, people are going to say, hey, do you you do any martial arts? And like, no, no, that was my first day and the only one. Yeah, <laughs> like I did one class and that's what happened. No, I had to be in, yeah. I lost a tooth at that gym too. I don't know if you can see, but like I'm, had one of my front teeth is broken training yeah i got need it was in jujitsu somebody my head was down and they need me in the top of the head and it like hit my chin off my chest and my tooth like bro flew out yeah so like i'm my face i'm all like ugly <laughs> training um so like i'm committed like i can't turn back exactly jiu-jitsu puts you in a place that you're like come on man now i just gotta keep going right <laughs> i had to, i was like i have to be a black belt like this is like destroyed my face like i have to be a black belt so when when you the first day the first day i'm sure was like very tiring and very like overwhelmed even though even though you're training you're kind of training for three months with that with the with the guy right like with the old yeah kid, right yeah How 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 was your opinion when you actually did the first time only jujitsu and then you talk you're like man I think there is better or here how was it you know how you compare stuff? Well, I went so. I mean, we were doing a little MMA at the at the college, but like you know, we didn't really know what we were doing. And I went to the the real gym, the jujitsu gym, where they were doing MMA too. And in like two months, you know, I went there like every day for like two months. And when I went back to the, back to the college to train a little more, I was like better than a lot of the people that used to beat me. Like I will all of a sudden was really good. And then I trained there more and I would always kind of go back, you know, once a week or something. I and I, I could see it like the old, the old older guy, like after a few months at the real gym, like I could like handle him, you know, like I was like yeah. tapping him out and, and it was cool. You know, he was like, he was such a great mentor. He's like, that's really cool. Like, you're getting good. Like, it seems like you picked a good gym and, uh, like he even came and trained at the school a few times. And, oh, that's awesome. um, but I could feel it. Like I was, I was went from like just being terrible to like being able to beat most of the people in there. And I knew I was like improving. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. So you were a white belt steel, but at that point, right. But you just go yeah. to gym classes, classes and getting better. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. But yeah, like, The idea, you know, I try to expose this type of experience because the more people see this, you know, like what you what you went through, you know, like somebody out of nowhere calling you to do some training, you know, let's go, let's do a training. And then you go there and then they kind of know what they're doing, but then you're like, okay, I like it. 
After that, they said, oh, no, you know what? You should go to for a gym. And then from that experience, you went to a completely different one. That was jujitsu only, right? And yeah. like nowadays, I don't know if you've been or it's maybe hard to, for you to see this, but the, not the new gyms, but the new way that we attract people for jujitsu, like, oh, you know, you want to do a class, you're going you're gonna to come to the gym, you're going to have a first class, you know, maybe the first week you're going to be having class with people that have the same experience as you. Yeah. 10, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, wasn't like that. You know, 10 years ago, you went to, to the class, they throw you in class and it was like, try it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Basically survive. Let's say, let's say that day was only rolling. I'm sure they would say, okay, you want to try it, put you in the room and say, okay, just, uh, this guy like Kelvin, come here. You know, uh, Kelvin's a purple belt. Train with this guy here. Just you know, first class. You think the difference, the experience that all the people that use their thinking that jujitsu is like that still like, oh, I'm gonna go to the gym and they're gonna beat my ass. You know, and then people are frustrated and they don't go to the gym. I wanted to pass this experience that like nowadays things are very different. But yeah. but even though you can go to the gym and have your own class and stuff. People that did the class anyways, in any, any type of class, they still doing it. Doesn't matter how the class will be. If you really like it and you want to do it, you're going to stick around, you know? Yeah. Doesn't matter because you can go to a, to a gym and, and the guy be really nice, give a really nice class, teach you the basics, you know, for one week. And then you feel like, ah, I don't think this is, you know, the rolling, rolling, I believe is the real, the real deal. When you say, okay, now you're going to roll with this guy here. And then you shake hands and go. Do you remember how was like the feeling of the first roll? Yeah. I think I remember just be feeling like really like, um, like inept and immobile being on, on my back underneath like side control uh-huh. and not, and, and interesting, like you said, I think they paired me with like a purple belt and the guy just kind of held me down. Yeah, you know, that's he, what he, I could feel like all the time. Yeah, he didn't even time. have to try. He was just like, just relax, you know. And I was like giving it everything I had, <laughs> and, and like didn't escape at all. And um, I remember too, like being claustrophobic. Like uh-huh. people would put you in like in like tight positions. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of panic in your mind and like tap out just from pressure, just from or pressure, just from like yeah. feeling like you couldn't breathe. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. I mean, I think that happens to everybody, but uh yeah it just it's crazy how how bad i was and it's hard to imagine that i like stuck with it i'm kind of surprised that i did that i didn't quit didn't quit okay yeah i wonder the same things how because you want people to stay when you like open a school you want people to like jujitsu and a lot of people say oh like it's just not for everybody some people no matter what won't do jujitsu but i think like half the people who go to a gym for a week or so and quit would actually like jujitsu if if one they gave it more time or if their first experience was a little better you know because like we said some like probably when you started too like sometimes you get beat up kind of on your first couple days and you gotta think about how many people never came back from that um oh yeah the first time you just get throwing the roll like in the room it's it's tough like I'm, I had an experience like this. My, my first, my first 
experience in the gym, you know, I've got pulled up with another guy. I actually had a little bit of jujitsu because like back home, I used to train a little bit with my friends, you know, in Brazil, we used to surf. And then after surfing, my friends, all many of my friends, they're black belt, you know, in Brazil, many of them. And yeah. they're, always, they're always like, oh, I told you, you should, you know, you should have like train because now they see me training. They see me like I got my black belt, you know, I'm doing like my own school. They're like, oh, I told you, you should have done that. But man, I never knew I would come to Canada, you know, like I never knew I would focus on jujitsu. That was like, I'm talking about when I was like 15 years old, I'm 29, you know, like almost 15 years ago. I yeah. just, I just want to surf, surf. And then here and there I was training with my friends. And then my first class here, what kept me in Toronto, in Canada, man, was jujitsu. My life completely changed after jujitsu, you know, because I moved to Canada. Man, I was, it was like February, 18th of February. I remember the oh. I got here. It was like cold, very cold. One, I left Brazil. It, it just started carnival. It was the second day of carnival. Party, 30 degrees. The whole day party. I enjoyed one day of carnival. The next day I came to Canada. The next day in <laughs> Canada, man, it was like minus 13. Minus 13, my life was like, my God, what is this? Jackets and jackets, you know, cold. Six months later, I was like already crying to come back. But then yeah. jujitsu, you know, like I started to, to do the classes and like it and like it. Get beat up and like it and, and train and beat people. And then I start to learn a little bit more than the others. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you're just like, okay, like you said, I was learning. I went back to the, the place that I was training. I was like a lot better than the others. And the gym yeah. that I trained was like small gym. And they had just a, they, they didn't have even have like competitors, you know? I was the, the first one. I was the one that started to do stuff and people started to like me. But uh -oh. everything, everything that I was, everything that kept me in Canada was because of jiu-jitsu. And like I said, it, it's not everybody that's going to like jiu-jitsu. It's not everybody that's going to stick around. But when it really means something to you, it just completely changed your life, you know? And that's what jiu-jitsu did to me, you know? So you think kind of like where, where you are now in your life has a lot to do with the fact that you started training? A hundred percent. I cannot, man, if I say something against it, I'm just lying to myself and I'm, go, I'm going totally in another way. Because if, if I didn't decide to take that first class there and... See, you know what? I'm going to try something because, man, Canada was cold, you know, really cold, really cold. And I didn't have friends. I didn't speak English at all. When I got, when I got there, the, the, the coach was a Brazilian, Brazilian guy. Right away, I was like, okay, nice, you know, so I can talk here. I'm going to learn. And then everything yeah. just started. And then moved to one gym to another, met my first, met uh, another Brazilian coach that made me, you know, like, start to think in jiu-jitsu as way of life and then i end up with george brito that the guy that really completely changed my you know like kelvin let's do this you know let's do this oh can you help me and then everything starts changing and then i decided hey, that's the way i want to you know to live my life i'm sure that you had this type of thing too you know because do whatever you do like for jiu-jitsu and whatever you did it's somebody that really likes the art you know doesn't it's not everybody they're gonna I'm sure there's a lot of guys with you that trains with you that they really like, but they don't have the, the willpower and the courage to do like go around, travel, get a van, sleep in a van. 
you know, do things like that, just change completely your life to, to keep going a path that you, like, you don't know what you're going to do because you said, I just had no, I had no like schedule, but jujitsu was the thing that was like driving you. Right. I believe. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I have the same experience. Like, I don't, I guess I don't know what my life would have turned out to be otherwise, but you know, I, I made the decision when I was at that first school, I decided I was going to go to a different school. You know, I, I was already like building my life around, around my jujitsu training, you know, as a blue belt, I didn't think I was going to, Oh, I'm going to be a world champion or anything, but I just knew I wanted to do it. And I just thought I could live anywhere. So why not go to the, to a great jujitsu school, you know? So that was kind of my, was my plan. It ended up going differently, but, but yeah, I, I'm where I am now. My life is the way it is all because of jiu-jitsu, you know? Oh, yeah, man. I, I don't regret. I'm sure you don't regret it, too, you know, because... No, I can't. <laughs> it, it's still driving us, you know? We don't know what's next, man. And so right now you're training at Legion, right? Yeah, I go Legion and 10th Planet, like 50-50. 50-50. How is it? How is it at Legion? Legion's cool, man. Um, It's really uh, big. Huge place, uh, right? Huge place. Huge, yeah. It's a, like, huge, huge mat space. Um, Really nice uh good part of town um the covid was hard though for them sure. for all for everyone oh, but uh everyone. the gym before covid uh was like a lot of people it was, you know it was really you know the the there was like a lot of press you know and recognition yes. for the gym I like people exactly yeah yeah doing interviews of, of keenan and um and he was going to he was competing and uh it seemed like the gym was getting really, really, really popular, but then COVID like he stopped all of his momentum in his tracks. Like, um, I think it was hard too. San Diego is a like really expensive place to live like oh, yeah. Toronto. Oh, yeah. And, um, like he's, I think he's lucky to have to be so good at business and have his internet online business type stuff. Exactly, I think it kept exactly. his gym open. Yeah. Cause a lot of gyms closed and, but it's coming back, you know, it's not the restrictions here are, are slowly coming back. It's not wide open, but you know, the gym, it looks like the gym survived and, oh. and it's, the classes are getting bigger again. So okay. that's good to hear. That's good to hear. It's not the bigger guys got hit too, you know, because it's, I feel bad for the smaller ones, you know, that couldn't survive, man. I did my best too, to keep my gym alive. Trust me. Like, since March last year, things are really hard. And uh, luckily, we got a really good small group of people that really likes the gym, you know, really likes us and kept like helping us throughout these really hard times. And that's why we made it. I'm really happy, nice. you know, and um, I'm sure like guys like Keenan, for sure, they got hit too. It's really hard to see you put like investment and time on something that really want and somehow you, you just see like empty the place and that, but man, I never been there, but every video, everything that I see from Legion, it's like, man, it's huge. You know, it's like an open space with a lot of mats. And yep. he's making more too. Sorry. He's getting, for some reason, like he, we have a ton of mat space, but he's, he was saying the other day, he's like, I want more. I'm going to get more mats. So just wait, like it's going to be even bigger. Can you imagine? And then, and then, and you see this place empty. It's like very sad, you know. I'm sure things getting yeah. back and seeing people back there. It's gonna really, you know, pump it up. And and 
everybody gets happy too, you know? Everybody gets different feelings. To go there and see the match full of people ready for training, it's it's different. And yeah. what about 10 Planet? Like, how how you how's the training there? You do, is only no gi there or they do gi? How is it? It's just no gi. Just no only gi. no gi at 10th Planet. Um, And when, when I first came to San Diego, Legion wasn't open yet. Like, it didn't open for... Uh, like two months when I first got here. So I went to 10th Planet, so interested, you know, never um, trained there or anything. And uh, it was just really cool. Like from the first time, um, the guy, Richie Martinez, is the head coach there. Okay. And uh, nice. Boogeyman, yeah. And and he was super cool, like nicest guy ever. And um, all the guys there were, were cool. Like the the vibe was really, really good. Like the they have a really, really, really good, atmosphere there and yeah. uh yeah and the training was tough like tons of like tough guys rolling yeah rolling hard and um it was just really nice and then uh when legion opened um i actually i worked there i was like the janitor and i taught a, little, a couple classes and stuff um at night while i was there and then, and then covid but when things started to open i i decided to go back to 10th planet as well not anything against legion yeah. but i just yeah, yeah, yeah. liked it so much and i was getting uh the stimulus money you know yeah. Yeah. my no, stimulus no. check and i thought well shoot i might as well get another gym membership so um <laughs> i started paying and i i just like it like i couldn't imagine not going to 10th planet now like it's it's really really good people good training oh yeah i'm sure i'm sure man and um so did the gyms are not fully open. How is it working there now? Um, I don't know the exact uh, restrictions or rules. Um, uh, I think I think we have to train in masks. I I, I don't know. I um, get it. I get it. I'm not sure. I know there's heat there's checks like check our temps. You guys, it's worse in in Canada. I hear it's like really Man. strict. Man, it's like we. Okay, basically, Cambridge BJJ, my gym, we basically are back for the last two weeks. Okay. Maximum 10 persons in the, in the gym, not on the mats, in the gym, 10 persons. So me, my partner, and eight students. So we use my mat space. I used to be full with 16 students. Yeah. Now I'm down to eight, you know? We got to have like yep. a schedule. We got to have like a schedule system. So people got a schedule. You know, we have to measure temperature. We have to put them in the space of the thing. We have dummies and we're doing solo drill classes. That's the most we can do. That's the best we can do now. And that's what we're doing to keep the gym, you know, because things are not looking very good. In Toronto, in Toronto, because Toronto is now another region. I'm living in Cambridge. That's like... Uh, um, Waterloo region and then there's GTA the Grand okay. Toronto, you know so in Toronto they still on lockdown they still lockdown yeah. March 9 they might move forward so there there are these things stay at home that it's worse than lockdown everything's closed stay at home so now they move from stay at home to lockdown so it's still closed you know nothing working man yep. Toronto BJJ open mad action reaction uh, many other gyms, you know, like those ones, these guys, they need to be back, you know, they need to be back because 
They are the biggest in their community. Community. They are the ones that move the tournaments. They are the one that you know make stuff happen. And yeah, we need them to be back. The community needs to have somebody already. You know, even though George Brito did a lot, like the 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 OGA, our Ontario Jiu Jitsu Association, tried to negotiate with the government and stuff, but nothing really happened. Nothing really. Yeah. Happened. The government, you know, they'll do whatever they want, and they shut everything down. I understand that they are doing this because of lives. They're doing this because of COVID, but they got to start look out, man, to to other ways of people getting better too. You know, it's not only the the, the disease, but it's a it's well, a you still have to pay rent too, right? As a business, like they still exactly, you have to pay man. the rent. Everything, uh, everything around the city, it's like you go by driving, you see like lease for leasing, selling. Yeah. You know, people moving out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, it's a tough, it's a tough uh, for everybody. In Brazil, it's going crazy. You know, in Brazil, it's going crazy. Very different. Brazil is going to be like really bad famous because like the, the, the spotlight is right now there. You know, the, everybody's watching because things are going crazy. Yeah, it's really bad out here. So traveling, it, it makes, it just makes life hard for everyone because we have athletes that they want to travel to U.S. to do tournaments, you know. We have mm-hmm. people from U.S. who wants to do tournaments there too because Brazil, it's a really big spot for jiu-jitsu. And we need this to be free. Like, anyways, I hope, I hope uh, as soon as possible we can finish with this and, you know, just be back doing whatever. This year, I hope I can make to, to, to the uh, Masters Wars at the end of the year. Let's see how it's gonna, you know, they just opened up for registration. Let's see how it's gonna. Yeah, go. I saw that. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're gonna do it. We'll see. I think they will. I think it will happen. Hopefully, hopefully, it's gonna be in Texas. It put out in Texas and make it happen. Texas doesn't care. Texas, they, <laughs> the other day, like we're wide open, like no more Corona. So. Well, hopefully they will keep doing this and nothing happen. You know, so hopefully keep going, but and. Have you been to any other gym there, like in, in San Diego? Um, yeah, so there's... Have you trained three... at the University of Jiu-Jitsu? No, they... Um, I didn't go, but they closed down. They closed the, down? Yeah, the university closed. There was, There's like two or three uh, Hibero Academies in San Diego, but the main one, univer- like the main university, uh, they closed. they closed that gym down. Um, and Shanji, Shanji moved to Texas. Yeah. Shanji moved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, we at, at Legion, some of the Hibero guys came over to train at Legion a little bit. And I think they still have a school by the beach, but it's, it's a small satellite school. The main one had to close, I think, Jesus, which that's like one of the most famous gyms in America. And it's gone. That's not a good, uh, good news for me, man, (laughs) because It's sad, you know, it's sad. Things things are not not going well. Uh, no. I think I think some gyms, some of the smaller ones, I think didn't survive in San Diego, but it seems like a lot of them have. Um as far as ones I visited, I went to a place called P5, a little place, Ocean Beach, you did to like tiny on the beach. They're still there. Uh there's three tenth planets. Um, and they all survive, they're still going bend all those uh studio 540 went there okay yeah that's good probably another one that i'm forgetting but Uh no that's uh you know 
hopefully they everybody's gonna make out man we gotta just hang a lot hang a little bit more you know because training gotta keep going and the tournament i'm sure more and more we see more tournaments going up in the u.s you know i can't wait for more to start here too and everybody be back see see the community you know see the people that you like to see compete do the thing yeah. you like to do but can't wait for that and um do you do you like do you remember when i was talking about a competition do you remember how was your first experience with like competition yeah um i remember i got It, there's a tournament by Seattle that happened, I think, three or four times a year. It was like the local tournament, and it still goes on to this day, and it's big now. But, uh, yeah, I was just in a high school gym, and I didn't – I think my first tournament, I didn't train in the gi yet. Like, I did my first year of jiu-jitsu. I didn't want to put on the gi. Only um, no gi. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I have a good <laughs> reason, but I just was like, no, I'm not wearing that. Um But I went no gi. Uh, I think I got like second place in like uh, in a beginner division. Um, I was doing crazy stuff too. I wish I still had the videos, but like <laughs> I was doing, man, I was doing like um, like those like rolling guillotines. Like that was my move because I sucked at passing guard. Uh -huh. So I would like struggle to pass. No, and then I would cool. try to do a flip and grab their head. And like I tried like three or four of those and didn't get any of them. I, I, I might have got tapped out, but. I beat a guy, me and another guy went and we were so, so bad. And we like wrestled on the feet for the whole match and we got super, super tired. And like at the end, like, like he fell down and I landed on top of him and I won. <laughs> two, two. That was the two for the win. Yeah. I wish I could, I God, I would give anything to be able to watch some of my first I tournaments. Mean, exactly what you mean. I got a, I got a, some, some video of my, you know, first, first matches, Jesus Christ, man, wild, you know? Yeah. And wild. your coach is, like, telling you to do stuff and you're just <laughs> out there, like, just doing whatever. Nothing really work and you can hear, like, what the heck this guy's telling me to do, you know? But, yeah. Oh, man, tournaments are great. Tournaments build, build you, like, you know, you get tougher, you get mentally tough. You, you want to be there. Not every time you win, you know, but you learn all, all the time you learn. I was learning. Yeah. You're losing, you, you know, looks like always something comes inside here and like, okay, oh, another piece, another piece. At It least was, like that. Yeah, I think tournaments are, are really valuable, even for people who don't want to compete. Like, should just do a few, you know, especially when you're newer at the lower belts, like do a few tournaments, you know, it, like the first one probably goes bad, you know, like it did for me, but You know, do like say that you'll do like four tournaments in two years or something and and give it a chance because it is fun. Like you said, it gets oh, yeah. it builds a lot, builds you a lot. And it's it's enjoyable. Like even on the tournaments where I lost, I still, you know, had a good time. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure like the ones that you lose will do give you some the win, the wins and the lose, you know, for sure you're gonna get something. When you win, it's like the feeling's a lot better, right? For sure. It's like, oh, yeah, you feel the man for like exactly. a month after that. Yeah. When you lose, you just like, uh, I believe when you realize how jiu-jitsu work and you really understand how to train and to get better in the things that you want, when you lose, you don't feel more than like, like, oh my God, I lost. No, you feel like now I know what I have to get better at right yeah you always train harder when you come back like after a loss you like 
really motivated in the gym. Like, can you really like pay a lot more attention to your training? Yeah. And like you, you fix your mistakes and that's, yeah. that's the, what gives you that feeling of coming back and say, I want to get better this and only the tournament. I be, I think it's only tournament that you give you this experience. You don't think yeah. you do your training. Do you? No, mm -hmm. I don't, you know? No, I, I agree. Are you you're gonna be thinking oh i'm gonna get better of course you always want to get better but training you're training with your friends with your body sometimes you laugh sometimes you do like crazy shit but you never think like oh i gotta get better at this you know in the tournament you realize that right away the first you shake hand ready combat you're gonna know what to do or if you don't know what to do after that you're gonna say okay now i gotta work on this How many times? I'm sure how many times you've been at this place? Like uh, always, yeah. Um, I think uh there's there's another level to competition too. I mean, even when you slap hands with your friend and you're like, okay, we're really gonna go hard at practice, it's never as much as the tournament. There's like another level of intensity at the tournaments. You get tired faster and uh and your nerves are higher and Yeah, just there's no substitute for oh, competition. It's a great feeling, you know. Adrenaline comes, adrenaline comes, and you're ready to go. Do it. Yeah. No, no coming back. You gotta tap somebody, you get tapped. That's it. By talking about tap, that's a good, a, a good, a good uh, saying there. Tap, tap cancer out. That's pretty. Oh good. yeah, the charity. Yeah, charity. Charity, right? That yes. they do in the U.S. Um, yeah. I have a friend here from Toronto that she works with them. With uh, her name is Shannon. She really goes to help the, the top uh, top cancer out. It's pretty good. Uh, a very good in uh, charity, right? Like to support. It's pretty good. Yeah, big. It gets bigger. The guy that runs it is like really smart, and he's really like building like a big tournament series. I hopefully, I think he'll he'll come back. Oh, yeah, you know, for sure. the next years, yeah. but. Yeah, those are really fun. I'm sure this is something that's not, not going to end. It's a, it's a good cause and we always work, you know. Got to keep going with that. It's a, it's a great idea and, and great cause. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, have you done any of those tournaments? Yeah, I did. I lived uh, by New York City. I lived in Connecticut for like eight months and they did a tournament there. Um, and I did like a, a super fight. Uh -huh. um, And I lost, I lost a decision. I felt like I won. I know everybody says that it, you can go, <laughs> go look up the match on YouTube. You tell me if you think I lost, but it was okay, good. It I want to really see close. that. I want to see should. that. Yeah. The Meaver guys, uh, Chris Simmons or something. It was a cool match. Cool. Nogi match. Um, but it was, it was fun. And, um, and I liked it and, and the announcers were cool and, and they gave us like a really sweet package. Um, I got like a, a backpack, filled with all kinds of like like shirts and they gave me a d that i still have and a blender we, we got a blender yeah and, yeah. and all kinds of cool stuff yeah, i remember i remember i think i have seen some stuff that they give out yeah yeah really good. really cool oh i'm sure i'm sure it's uh i hope they keep going too you know after this i'm sure a lot of people still think what to do or not do but i think uh they can keep go back and, and keep the the charity going you know helping out people it's pretty good it's an amazing initiative So, but man, Scott, it was great, man, talking to you, you know, like before we end, I, I, I just want you maybe to, if you can, of course, but 
just give out some words on, you know, like we, we spoke a little bit on what Jiu-Jitsu gave to you, you know, like in your life. And I just want you to share a little bit that for people to, to show the, the really good side of Jiu-Jitsu, you know, like a guy like you that been traveling around, like around training in many gyms around the world met, I'm, I'm sure you met like a lot of people, you know, like a lot of people. And um, it's a, it, this is a really good part of jujitsu that a lot of people don't know, you know, and if you can share this, you know, for, for the last minutes of the podcast, if you can share this it would be great. Sure. Um, I, th I mean, jujitsu has given me almost everything like that I have in my adult life. You know, I started, at 21 and it like pretty much shaped me into the person I am today. Uh, and it, it fills, uh, so many, so many areas like of, of desire in your life. It gives you, um, something to learn. They say like, they, you know, to be happy in your mind, you should, um, get exercise, um, do things with friends, have something that you constantly learn and study. Yeah. Um, something that like keeps you humble and something that makes you creative and sometimes something that can make you a little bit of money. Um, and if you think about it, or if I think about it, jujitsu is the, is one thing that gave me all of those things. There's people's, uh, people I know who don't train. Um, man, I wonder, I wonder what they do to get those same fulfillments in their life. Yeah. Um, I could think, yeah, jujitsu has made me happier and more fulfilled in so many ways. Um, and despite like some injuries and stuff and whatever little negative things, like it's completely outweighed by like the happiness that it gives me. Um, I agree. I don't mind. I like going to work. I like waking up early. Um, I like working hard. Um, I like it, like getting tired being humble um realizing that there are people that are that can teach you things and things you can teach other people then all that is constantly reinforced for me me by jujitsu you know it's it's really it completes me like completes my life you know everything is better because jujitsu man this, this is great to hear you know i've been in the same place i really agree with everything that you said jujitsu completely changed my life I believe jiu-jitsu completely changed your life and yeah. it can change many other people's lives, right? Like 100%, there is no, uh, I don't think it's a bad choice to do that. You know, it's a really good choice. And if you're waiting to go do your first class, whoever is listening to this, you know, if you get to, to listen to the podcast to a friend or whatever, whoever's listening to this, I believe that if you really want to try jiu-jitsu, go there, try it, because I'm sure it will have, Jiu Jitsu has a lot of things to bring to you, you know, can really change your life too. Man, Absolutely. thank you very much. One more time, you know, I appreciate your time. Thank you for contacting. I hope we can, you know, always be talking. We can definitely, you know, be down for another episode. If you want to bring some news, you know, you have some good thing to, to, to share. Let's keep in touch, man. And, and Absolutely. keep training. Whenever you decide to come to Toronto again to you know this area let me know and i'm sure when I, i go down to san diego whatever if you there we if you there we're gonna we're gonna you know train or do something man it was great Absolutely. To you. thank you so much and thank you for what you're doing for jiu-jitsu you know your podcast is it works to spread the art so i appreciate that exactly that's that's the main goal man thank you very much 
course. Thank you. Thank you.